0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the wonderful world of psychology. My name is Emily, and this is So About Your Advice, the podcast that takes a look at common pieces of advice and asks, are we sure about that? One of the most common topics people seek advice out for is relationships. Relationships with friends, coworkers, family members, and other people in our communities are some of the most influential factors in our lives. They can bring us endless amounts of both happiness and pain, and sometimes anger. <laughs> they are key to our overall satisfaction in life. So, tending to them and making them stronger and healthier is so, so important. Amongst every type of relationship, romantic ones can feel even more powerful and impactful in our lives. And a lot of us, myself included, have sought out advice about romantic relationships as we grow up and navigate our evolving love lives. Whether you stay with one person from high school onwards, or have several relationships over time, or if you haven't yet been in a long-term relationship, romantic relationships are often an aspect of life we all want advice about. Because honestly, they can be just as tricky to navigate as they can be rewarding. So today, we're going to talk about a piece of advice that addresses romantic relationships and that has become wildly well-known lately. If he wanted to, he would. For those of you who aren't as addicted to TikTok as I am and maybe haven't heard this, first of all, well done. (laughs) But this is a statement that is made regarding men who are not providing enough in a relationship. Maybe they aren't committing as much as their partner wants them to, Maybe they aren't being as emotionally available or open. Maybe they aren't buying flowers and chocolates and declaring their undying devotion like every movie boyfriend from every 90s rom-com that I love. (laughs) Essentially, these men are not bringing enough to the relationship, however that might look. So the saying, if he wanted to, he would is like a call to action for the women who find themselves frustrated or confused over these men they feel aren't giving them enough. It's telling women to go find someone else, someone who will give them everything the last guy didn't. I'm not going to lie, when I first came across a TikTok video claiming this, I was completely sold. I'm sure a lot of us have experienced situations where we felt like another person wasn't giving us back the same effort we were putting into the relationship. So this advice seemed golden. Why bother putting in effort with someone who isn't valuing you enough if you can just leave and find someone better? A lot of people felt the same way I did. Like, a lot. (laughs) This phrase went viral, with thousands of creators stamping across their videos and thousands more viewers commenting their approval and agreement of it. A lot of people I saw promoting this piece of advice seemed to really believe it. They felt that it was the fundamental explanation for why certain relationships or situationships felt one-sided or on and off or just plain frustrating. If a guy really wanted to be committed to you and treat you with the love, respect, and understanding that we all deserve, then he would. He would find ways to demonstrate his commitment and devotion, and he would be able to do all the things you want him to, all to prove that he truly loves and values you. And if a guy isn't doing these things, then that means he's not devoted or committed or loving enough. And then it's time to move on and find a different guy who will do all these things. It really does sound great when we put it this way. We all want to feel appreciated, and if our partner isn't making us feel that way, why would we stick around and hope fruitlessly that they eventually will? But the more I heard this phrase and the more I studied relationship dynamics in my classes, the more I started to question the validity of it. I realize that this phrase may not be the simple solution to relationship problems that it seems to be. Let's start by talking about the issue this phrase is designed to address, an uneven relationship. A relationship where one person is giving more than the other person. These types of relationships are fairly common, and unfortunately they can be pretty emotionally difficult to navigate. One person is ready and willing to be emotionally available, dependable, committed, and if the other person isn't in that same mindset about the relationship, it will feel very one-sided. I'm going to use a heterosexual stereotype here just as an example of this, but obviously this could apply to any relationship. Okay, so let's say someone, we'll just call her Ashley, I'm like fully making up random names here, these are not real people. So Ashley has recently started talking to a guy, we'll call him Connor. They met at a party, they start going on dates, they're texting pretty consistently, and Ashley is really starting to develop feelings for Connor. She's telling her friends all about him, and she finds herself thinking about him and a future with him, like, literally all the time. (laughs) He seems to be really into it, too. They hang out a lot, they're texting every single day. She goes out with him and his friends, and they seem to like her, too. After a few months of this... Ashley is super happy, and she's starting to feel that she's really sure she wants to form a real solid relationship with Connor. But just as she's deciding this, Connor seems to pull back a bit. Suddenly, he's not asking her out on dates as often, and she sees him less than she used to. His texts become a little bit more infrequent, and sometimes she goes even a few days without hearing from him really at all. Ashley is hurt. She thought this guy liked her. So why is he not pursuing her as intently as he had been? Because Ashley's bold and confident and should be an inspiration to us all. (laughs) She sits Connor down and she talks to him about it. She says she's interested in a relationship with him and she's wondering where he's at. And Connor says, yeah, me too. Ashley is super happy and they start dating officially. A few more months go by and Ashley feels that she's really opened up to Connor about her emotions. She feels like she's been super vulnerable with him, allowing him to get to know her in a really special way. But Ashley doesn't feel like Connor shares as much with her. She feels he's a little distant and closed off. He claims to love her and be committed and happy in the relationship, but Ashley is frustrated. He's not opening up to her, and the lack of effort she feels from him has only continued. One day, Ashley is just super fed up with the whole situation and Connor's lack of effort and visual proof of his love. She goes on TikTok, and the first video on her For You page is someone saying, if he wanted to, he would. Maybe Ashley sees this piece of advice and says to herself, yeah, actually, Connor should be doing more, and the fact that he's not means he's not invested in this relationship. She decides that this lack of effort she's perceiving means he doesn't care about her, exactly like this piece of advice suggests. But is this really the right or only explanation for their situation? Psychology says the answer to that is actually no. Like, a hard no. Relationships, just like pretty much every other topic in psychology, are incredibly complex things, and there are so many factors that go into a relationship That this piece of advice just doesn't take into account. One of these is emotional intelligence. According to the psychologist Dr. Daniel Goleman, emotional intelligence involves four skills. The first is the ability to perceive and appraise emotions accurately. The second is the ability to access and evoke emotions when they facilitate cognition. The third is the ability to comprehend emotional language and make use of emotional information. And the fourth is the ability to regulate one's own and others' emotions to promote growth and well being. So basically, being emotionally intelligent means you're able to see and understand your own emotions and those of other people. And you're also able to regulate emotions within yourselves and others. Just like normal intelligence scores, which are known as IQ. Are different for every single person, emotional intelligence is also a sliding scale. One person may have a super high intrinsic emotional intelligence, which is, by the way, also known as EQ, whereas someone else may have been born into maybe a strict, closed off family where emotional expression wasn't really tolerated, so they may have developed a lower EQ. This is totally fine, by the way. Increasing your emotional intelligence takes a lot of work and different people are starting at different levels because of their upbringing, cultural background, and just a ton of other factors. Not everyone will have the same levels of emotional abilities, and that's okay. But in romantic relationships, this can cause issues, like in Ashley and Connor's case. If we go back to their very generic example, (laughs) the disconnect between the two of them could be due to differing levels of emotional intelligence. So, Ashley may have a really high emotional intelligence. Obviously, this is a fake person, I'm making it all up, but in this example, let's say she's emotionally open, she's able to display vulnerability, and all of those things are key in making strong emotional connections. She's noticing emotions within herself and seeing a lack of strong emotions from Connor. She's able to sit him down and express her feelings in a clear, straightforward manner. Again, these are all signs of emotional intelligence. To make this all just a little easier to understand and grasp, let's just say Ashley has an emotional intelligence level of 10. Very high. She's doing great. (laughs) On the other hand, Connor may not have the same level of emotional intelligence that Ashley does. In this example, he's more closed off than her. And although she perceives it to be because he doesn't care about her, it could just as easily be due to a lower emotional intelligence level. He may not be as adept at noticing and understanding his own emotions, much less sharing them clearly with other people, as Ashley is. He may not be able to read her nuanced emotions as easily as she would want him to, and he may be uncomfortable with or just not know how to have clear conversations about his feelings. We'll give Connor a lower emotional intelligence score, maybe around 5. Okay, so if Ashley is capable of giving and receiving a level 10, but Connor is down at level 5, he could very well be giving her absolutely everything he's capable of. He is doing the best he can with his current abilities to provide for her emotionally, but because he's at a lower level he won't be living up to her expectations of him matching her up at a level 10. Connor might be as devoted and committed as Ashley is to the relationship, but he's not as easily able to express that to her. He is currently capable of understanding and expressing his own emotions and understanding and responding to Ashley's emotions only at a level 5. So in this way, Connor might actually be giving Ashley everything he has. It just isn't to the level that Ashley herself is at and where she might be wanting or expecting a partner to be at as well. This particular example then disproves that phrase, if he wanted to, he would. Because Connor does want to. And he is. It's just not up to the level that Ashley herself is at. And depending on how Ashley alters her interactions with Connor in response to his perceived lack of emotional availability, Connor might end up going on the defensive and shielding himself from what he might perceive as a criticism or attack on him when he's doing all he can, which, of course, would only make their situation worse. Another potential issue in relationships is the fundamental attribution error. This is our tendency to judge other people's actions as being dependent only on who they are, rather than taking into account the social and environmental factors that may be influencing them. This error of thinking, unfortunately, can be really common in romantic relationships, and it can cause a lot of issues between partners. In our example, Ashley is upset because Connor is not being as available and attentive towards her as she wants. She attributes this to him not caring about her in their relationship as much as she does, and essentially, she's deciding that his actions are a result of his fundamental beliefs about her. But maybe consider this case. Let's say this is Connor's first real committed relationship. Let's just say he's spent the past few years focusing mainly on advancing his career and he's really only been dating casually. Suddenly, Connor finds himself going through a major adjustment. He is now in a committed relationship with someone he loves and sees a future with. But all of a sudden, he's now trying to juggle learning how to navigate his first real relationship with his advancing career. As with any other major life change, entering your first committed relationship can be as challenging as it is exciting. After years of having the freedom to focus on his own career, relationships with friends, and just like day-to-day activities... Connor now has to adjust his priorities. He has to learn how to be fully engaged with someone else and to change his entire life schedule to fit in this new person who is now a major priority in his life. This can be a tricky task for some people, and in Connor's situation, it might present itself as him not being fully engaged in the relationship as he's adjusting to this change. I think a lot of us forget that big life changes, even if they're positive, can be super, super disruptive as much as the negative life changes are. So it's important to be cognizant of this and to really give yourself and other people grace when they're going through a big life change. Okay, so back to the example. Ashley may not be taking Connor's entire situation into account. She sees his actions as only explained by his fundamental feelings about the relationship, and she's missing the other factors that are preventing him from being, currently, as engaged and emotionally available as she wants him to be. The fundamental attribution error thus prevents Ashley from seeing the entirety of influencing factors on Connor's behavior, and unfortunately, it's decreasing her understanding of why his behaviors are occurring. This example also disproves today's phrase, if he wanted to, he would. Connor does want to. He is super excited about his future with Ashley and he's literally in the process of changing his entire life to prioritize her as a very valuable part of it. But in the midst of this transition, Connor might not be able to be present in the way Ashley's expecting. And hopefully, of course, this will change with time, but it's just something to be cognizant of in the moment. I wanted to go over one more potential reason for why this disconnect between Ashley and Connor is happening. Self-confidence. Or rather, lack thereof. Ashley may be someone that has a high self-esteem. She knows her worth, she's super proud of herself, her accomplishments, and her other relationships. She's had previous romantic relationships that have allowed her to increase her confidence about dating and commitment, and she knows exactly what she has to offer in a relationship. But what if, theoretically, Connor doesn't share any of that? What if Connor actually has low self-confidence? Connor's lack of experience with relationships could be exacerbating an already low self-esteem, and it could even be causing him doubts about him being quote-unquote good enough for Ashley. This low self esteem and perception of not being good enough could be seriously hindering Connor's willingness or ability to be completely vulnerable with Ashley. He may be anxious about opening up to someone he sees as above him, and he may be holding back as a way to protect himself from getting hurt. Once again, this example disproves if he wanted to, he would. Again, Connor does want to be with Ashley. But his insecurities about himself and their relationship may be preventing him from expressing his feelings clearly. And of course, this could cause Ashley to pull away from him, fulfilling Connor's ill-fated beliefs about his ability or worthiness to be with Ashley. So we've gone over a few reasons now why this phrase may not hold up as great advice for every single type of relationship. But is there a situation where it could be at least somewhat helpful? Oh yeah, let's completely switch the narrative here. Okay, now we're going to pretend that Connor is just simply not interested in commitment. Sure, he may like Ashley, but Connor is all of a sudden now the stereotype we all know to be the commitment-phobic player. When he and Ashley met, he was already talking to a few other girls that he stayed in contact with while Ashley began falling for him. He knows Ashley has feelings for him. Remember, they had a conversation and she told him clearly. And Connor may even return those feelings. But he doesn't want commitment. He doesn't want to enter a monogamous relationship. And he definitely does not want to be emotionally vulnerable or open with Ashley. But instead of being honest and direct about that, Connor just starts pulling away. He doesn't want to have the ending a relationship conversation, so instead of giving Ashley any sort of clear indication that he's not interested in something serious, he just slowly pulls away and leaves her grasping at fragments of emotional connection. But he doesn't entirely leave her, so now Ashley is confused. He claims to like her, and he still seeks out her company, but he's clearly pulled away emotionally and Ashley can't figure out where they stand because he won't have an open conversation with her. And here we have a situation where this piece of advice may be more applicable. In this example, Connor may even have a super high emotional intelligence. He could very well be capable of being open and honest, but he's just not interested in doing it. So yeah, if Connor wanted to, he would. If he truly wanted to be in a committed relationship with Ashley, he has the capabilities to do so. But, sadly, he's not making that effort. So here, I would say Ashley may want to listen to the wisdom of TikTok and leave him to find someone who may be more ready for commitment. Today's piece of advice can be somewhat applicable in certain situations, but it is most definitely not a catch-all for every relationship or situationship. As we've seen in these examples, differing levels of emotional availability or engagement could be due to a variety of factors. One of which, yeah, is that one person is not interested in putting in the effort to create a deep, committed relationship. But there are many other reasons why these disconnects in relationships can happen. So instead of this overly simplistic, general phrase that really doesn't apply to every type of relationship, What's a different piece of advice we can use to better our relationships or even to determine if we should stay with a certain person at all? The most important and sometimes the most difficult way to do this is open communication. Having honest, frank conversations is really the only way to get both people in a relationship on the same page. Let's look back at the first example, where Connor has a lower emotional intelligence than Ashley. The disconnect between the two of them is because of a lack of communication about what Ashley expects from Connor in terms of vulnerability and emotional support and connection. Having a clear conversation about what she wants from him and what he's able to provide to her can help both of them gain a better understanding of each other. If Ashley is able to speak truthfully and fully about what she wants Connor to do, and in return, Connor has the chance to tell her that maybe he feels a little bit overwhelmed by the emotional work she wants from him, they'll be able to form a plan of action to get them closer to that middle ground. Ashley can give Connor space to develop more emotional availability, and Connor can learn to express his feelings in a way that doesn't overwhelm him. Open communication would help with the second example too. In this scenario, Connor is struggling to readjust his life to accommodate his new priority alongside his career and previously established habits, but all Ashley is seeing is that he's not engaging enough in the relationship for what she's looking for. Connor talking honestly about how he's feeling and the difficulty he's having in navigating this change can be incredibly productive in allowing Ashley to understand the reasons behind Connor's behaviors having that conversation will get them back on the same page and it could lead them to working together to find ways to help connor through the difficulty he's been facing during the adjustment in our third example conversation again comes in handy connor's self-confidence issues regarding their relationship could be addressed by both himself and ashley if they have open communication of course connor would then need to work on increasing his self-esteem but having open conversations with Ashley could help both of them address those feelings of unworthiness that Connor is feeling. Having the validation from Ashley that she respects and loves him and is proud to be with him would really only help his work on becoming more self-confident. Of course, increasing Connor's self-esteem is not Ashley's responsibility. We are not responsible for fixing or improving our partners if they're struggling with self-esteem or insecurity or really any other problem. We're all responsible pretty much mostly for ourselves. But having open communication about issues that we're facing with our partners is an absolutely vital step in someone's journey to improving confidence and security. And finally, our last scenario, where that piece of advice from TikTok does seem a little bit applicable. Where Connor doesn't want a committed relationship with Ashley, and he's being vague and distant because of it, open communication works here too. Now, obviously, this conversation may not be as pleasant or have as happy of an ending as the other conversations, but communication in this situation would at least allow Ashley to know where Connor stands about where their relationship is headed. I'm sure a lot of us have probably been in these kind of relationships where the other person is constantly throwing us mixed signals and we can't quite figure out if they like us and don't want to commit or if they don't actually like us the way we like them. I mean, probably a lot of us have been on both sides of this. These situations can really be frustrating and hurtful and if there's a lack of communication about where each person stands, it only exacerbates the confusion and eventual pain. So if you do find yourself in this situation, it may be helpful to initiate a conversation with the other person. Trust me, I know it can be terrifying and maybe even pretty painful if the conversation doesn't go the way you want it to. But isn't it better to know where someone stands and be able to make a decision about how to then get on with your life? Knowing what someone else wants or doesn't want out of a relationship gives you the information you need to move forward. So if he wanted to, he would is not exactly the universally helpful advice it's made out to be. It's way too general and simplistic to solve the multidimensional, complex issues that arise in relationships. The far more useful advice is to initiate open, direct conversations that aim to find clarity about and solutions for All the problems that come up within a relationship. Before I end, I just wanted to remind everyone yet again that this podcast is not trying to replace the value of speaking to a therapist. If you feel like you need or want to talk to someone, please, please, please visit our website. We have a whole bunch of resources that can get you any sort of help that you might need. All right, everyone, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at soaboutyouradvice and Twitter at aboutyouradvice. And if you're feeling it, tell a friend who may want some advice or who you may think needs some advice. (laughs) And remember, keep it kind, mend your mind, and we'll be back next week.